The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. I love the church. I've spent my entire life either preparing to be a pastor and now over 50 years serving in large and small congregations. I've given my life to service in the church. Today I come with a message that breaks my heart. But it's a message the Lord has given to me. I barely slept last night. I was up early, crying out to God, asking that as I share this message, you could hear my heart, not just the words I speak, but also could hear my heart, the brokenness I feel over the church. I weep over the church. I'm going to bring to you three reasons today why Jesus has closed the American church. The church is closed. But there are reasons why the church has closed, and we need to face these reasons. We need to understand, and we need to reform our practices. There has to be a change or the judgments of God will be much more severe on the church than they are right now. Make no mistake, it is Jesus who has closed the church. He's emptied the churches out. I want to begin by reading a familiar passage to some of you. Almost all evangelical theologians would agree with me in saying that the church in Laodicea represents the modern-day American church. Please, please listen as I read this. Revelation, the third chapter, I'll begin reading in verse 14. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to vomit you out of my mouth. You say, I'm rich, I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you are you're not realizing that you are wretched and pitiful and poor and blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke, and I discipline. 
so be earnest and repent. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. There are a couple of things I want to highlight before we move on. He says, I know your deeds. Now, in the modern church, deeds are not important because of the lies that have been spoken and the and the wicked teachings, false doctrines that have been brought before God's people. It's because of those lying doctrines that God's people today in America are considered by Jesus to be wretched and poor, pitiful, blind, and naked. So he has some very specific instruction about how we're to repent. It's not just repent, it's very specifically how we're to repent. And that he rebukes and disciplines those whom he loves. The American church has been totally devoid of rebuke and discipline. And now Jesus is coming himself and he's bringing rebuke and discipline to the American church. He makes an offer that he doesn't make to any of the other churches. He offers to come in and sit down and eat with us, to fellowship with us, to be intimate with us. But it's based on our overcoming. But the modern church teaches you don't need to overcome. In fact, they say you can't overcome. You have to have imputed You have to have imputed grace. And when God looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees himself. No one with a a mind can read these scriptures and understand that lie. And please understand me as I'm going to share today this rebuke. I'm doing so out of great love and compassion with tears. And understand that you're going to have to make a decision. And that decision is, will you or will you not believe the plain words of Scripture versus the false teachers who have taught you lies? Verse 16 tells us that Jesus is ready to vomit the church out of his mouth. I'm going to give you three reasons why this has now happened. Jesus has closed the churches in America, and many of them are going bankrupt, and many of them will never again open their doors. We must face and we must understand the reality 
that Jesus is extremely displeased with his church and has brought severe judgment upon his people. It is not by chance that church buildings have been shut down and the public worship services have ceased. In some places, churches have once again begun to open, but they will be shut down again. And they will continue to be shut down, maybe until Jesus comes. And he's going to raise up a whole different kind of church. Now, it may be in his great mercy that he will allow churches to once more open. I don't know. He has not told me. But please, don't begin to comfort yourself with the thought, this is all very temporary and very soon we're going to return to normal. No, we're not going to return to normal. We as American Christians are under the severe judgment of God. 1 Peter 4.17 For it is time for judgment to begin with the family of God. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? The sad truth is that Jesus has finally vomited the American church out of his mouth because we have not obeyed the gospel of God. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not giving you three reasons why Jesus has closed the American church from my own mind and my own heart. These reasons have come by way of the Holy Spirit revelation. Malachi 2.17 You have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet ye say, Wherein have we wearied him? When you say, Everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delighteth, he delighteth in them. Or where is the God of judgment? The American church is closed. Jude The first chapter, verses 3 and 4, puts it this way, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once and for all entrusted to God's holy people for certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign and Lord. Reason number one for why Jesus has closed the American church is this. The devil has moved into the church. And the American church has welcomed him as an angel of light. The enemy is now in charge of the American church. The false grace message of once saved, always saved, of eternal security, while yet in your sin, the so-called reformed theology, the Calvinistic teachings, 
have all taken in a, a common theme, spreading from denominations to independent churches alike. They teach that you are saved by grace. You will always sin against God, but you are saved. You are covered. God loves you unconditionally just the way you are all past present and future sins were forgiven and the result is there's no fear of god and no hatred for sin now i can tell you now this was not the teaching of george whitfield or john wesley or Jonathan Edwards. This was not the teaching of our fathers. The Reformed teachers used to say, if you continue to walk in your sin, it's evidence you've not been saved. And it's true. But today, in this day of unconditional love, They teach that you're saved by grace. That you'll always sin against God, but you are saved because Jesus has imputed righteousness to you. God loves you unconditionally. He finished the work at the cross. And so we have rapidly gone downhill And the church now has been closed. We have insulted the grace of God by making it a covering for our sins so that it has lost its power to to bring us to Jesus. It's lost its power to cause us to desire with all of our hearts to be washed in his blood, to be cleansed and made clean Reason number two. There is no longer any righteous authority in the pulpit. Itching ears have drawn the false teachers teaching doctrines of devils. They will not preach the Jesus of Scripture. The Jesus of Scripture is a vastly different Jesus than the modern church has any idea about. Rather, the pulpits of America preach another Jesus. The Jesus of Scripture taught, repent, leave your sins, be made righteous, be made clean. He said, if your eye caused you to sin, to pluck it out, or if your hand caused you to sin, cut it off. The false teachers of our day Pick and choose the comfort passages. They don't speak of the cross or crucifixion, death to the self-life. They don't speak about the blood. They have no power. So they have lost their commission. They've lost their authority because they love their sin 
How can they preach judgment? Paul in Romans 2 preached that those that sin under the law or outside of the law will all face the righteous judgment of a holy God. Paul said that the kindness of God leads to repentance. That means changing your mind and changing your behavior. That is, leaving your sin. James 2.24 You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. This is the only place in the New Testament where the phrase saved by faith alone is found. And it says you are not saved by faith alone but also by what you do. Now we acknowledge that salvation comes to us by faith. That faith cleanses us of all past sins. But that same faith, the faith of Jesus, comes and transforms us and makes us into new creatures in Christ Jesus. It's not by the law, it's by the blood of Jesus Christ that we are cleansed, sins are forgiven, and we are totally restored by the Holy Spirit's power. We are made into new creatures. Not the same old wicked men constantly falling to our sins. The church is closed. I want to give you the reason number three that the church in America is closed. (coughs) Pardon me. The church is closed, number three, because the church in America has become a den of thieves. The church has turned from Jesus and the Holy Spirit to serve the gods of prosperity, comfort, and worldliness. The Holy Spirit no longer rules over the church. He no longer guides the worship service. Everything is done according to man's flesh and man's pleasure. The church has embraced the world's culture of carnality and tolerance and sexual immorality, even perversion. Worship services are filled with entertainment, with laughter, with jokes, the preacher trying to be funny. Or they're dead, boring, filled with empty words that have no real meaning. I listen to many preachers and I tell you the words flow over you with such pleasantness but they are utterly meaningless. I listened to one bishop as he preached to a group of men on a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning 7 a.m. a breakfast. As I listened I thought wow He's bringing a good message, Jesus. Would you bless him? But then he came to where the conclusion and the punchline should be, and he he pulled his punch. He didn't want to upset anybody. 
So he comforted them in their sin and did not tell them to leave their sin, but comforted them in their wickedness. And everybody was happy and had a wonderful breakfast. And they said how wonderful the message by the bishop was. Words that have no real meaning, no bite. The church has become literally big business run by entrepreneurs who have a wonderful skill in guerrilla marketing. My brothers and sisters, we, the American church, have dealt falsely with our God. Our worship services are led most of the time by casual, foolish men and women who praise each other and they don't even recognize the absence of the Holy Spirit. And most who sit in the church today in America have a form of godliness but no power and in fact most have never been born again. Most are just pagans with a spray paint covering of Jesus. They're pagans. The church has been taken over by unconverted pastors, by pastors who lust after darkness, who enjoy the sin of their people. No rebukes flow from their lips for sin, no, no blood, no cross, just lying words of comfort and promises of prosperity. So I've given you three reasons. Let's review. Reason number one. The devil has literally moved into the American church. And he has been welcomed as an angel of light. Reason number two. There's no longer any righteous authority in the pulpit. But itching ears have demanded false teachers who will say pleasant things. And number three, the church in America has become literally a den of thieves. It is a, a business, big business. And it's ruled over by businessmen. not men of God, professionals, hirelings, drawing big salaries and driving big, beautiful Mercedes or Rolls Royce with their airplanes and their, their lifestyle of the rich and the famous, bragging about their money. breaks my heart. Malachi chapter 3. I'll begin reading with verse 1. See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. 
then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant, whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears, for he will be like a refiner's fire or a launder's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Did Jesus do this at his first coming? No, he didn't. But he is going to do that at his next coming. Then the Lord will have men who bring offerings in righteousness and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days gone by in former years. So I will come near to you for judgment. The Lord has come near to the American church for judgment and he has closed us down. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers against those who defraud labors of their wages who oppress the widows and the fatherless and deprive aliens of their justice but do not fear me says the lord almighty i the lord do not change so you o descendants of jacob are not destroyed ever since the time of your forefathers you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. We are called to return to the Lord. To turn once more from our sin. Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? There is a reason why the church is closed. It's closed because of our sin. Frankly, many of you have not brought one person to Jesus. You've simply been consumers of entertainment consumers of a gospel that has no teeth no demand for righteousness no conviction no arrows of the holy spirit to pierce your heart and turn you from your evil ways that has to change or the church will remain closed now in the book of romans in the sixth chapter, which we've been studying and we're going to continue this week, it's prefaced in chapter 5. Now, I was reminded again this week by a dear brother that Paul did not write Romans, the sixth chapter. And he did not write Romans the seventh chapter. Paul wrote a letter to the church at Rome. He wrote it all. 
not as chapters. There were no chapters then. And we have to consider the letter of Romans as a whole. So when chapter 6 begins, what then shall we say? What's he talking about? You've got to go back and read the context of the passage. Let me read it for you. I'll begin with verse 19. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, that is, Adam disobeyed, and he gave birth to sinners. So also by the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. But the law entered with the result that the sin may be multiplied. That is, the law was given so that people could finally recognize the full depth of the wickedness of their hearts. But where the sin multiplied, the grace superabounded to overflowing. In other words, as more and more sin was revealed in the heart, the grace increased substantially. Verse 21, that even as sin reigned in the sphere of death, so also the grace may reign by means of righteousness. I want you to see that it does not say that grace may reign by means of imputed righteousness. No, it's may reign by means of real righteousness. If the blood of Jesus Christ cannot make you righteous, what hope do you have of heaven? Death is not your Savior. Let's be realistic. Grace may reign by means of righteousness. In other words, according to Paul's writing in Titus, it is grace that teaches us and enables us to say no to ungodliness. We have a choice. We can turn away from ungodliness. We don't have to give in to the wicked designs of Satan. We can say no. We can walk in righteousness. We can walk in holiness. And if you don't believe that, it's because you love your sin. Grace may reign by means of righteousness, resulting in life eternal by Jesus Christ our Lord. What then shall we say? Continue in sin so that grace may become more and more? Certainly not. Paul puts this in the strongest possible construction. Absolutely no. We who died to sin, how shall we live in it? But the modern church has said, you can't turn away from your sin. You're always going to be a sinner. By so doing, they have trampled upon the blood of Jesus Christ. They have lied to you. They have trapped you in your sin. There's no excuse for sin. And there is no reason to even think that you must continue to walk in your rebellion against Almighty God. 
if you continue to walk in rebellion against him and you don't get on your face before him and confess your sin and have it broken by the power of the blood of Jesus, you cannot be saved. And because of that lie, God has closed the churches in America. Now we love to go to Chronicles and say, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and repent, well, what does repent mean? It means to turn away from your sin. It means to leave your sin behind and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. We who died to sin, how shall we live in it any longer? The American church has said, Oh, God doesn't care. He loves us unconditionally. We're saved by faith in Jesus. I hear that lie everywhere. Yes, we are saved by faith in Jesus, but it's not faith that was finished at the cross. It wasn't finished at the cross. Jesus is right now in the temple above, in the heavenly sanctuary, and he is ministering his blood to those who will repent, who will turn, who will gain the victory by the blood of the Jesus of Scripture, not the Jesus of the modern church theology. We who died to sin, how shall we live in it? God has closed the church in America. And he is not going to open the church again until we admit our sin, confess our sin, and turn away from our sin and allow the Holy Spirit to make us righteous in reality. We are so far from that. We love the television. We love the internet. We love the entertainment of the day. Our mind is filled with all the things of darkness. And so Jesus said, okay, go home. Don't come to church. Some of you are able now to begin to go to your churches in Maryland. Not for long. They'll be closed again. Jesus is saying, I am giving you time out. You have sinned against me, he says. And I'm not going to allow the church to continue in its wickedness. Now, let me tell you the scary part. He has closed the institutional church in America. Now the question is, will he vomit you personally out of his mouth? Do you personally make him sick by the wickedness of your life, by continuing to compromise with sin, by continuing to walk in rebellion against what you know to be truth. We had a powerful time on Sunday in my living room. One dear man came and he just said under deep conviction, I've backslidden. I'm not doing the things I used to do. I have to come to Jesus again. And he began to weep over his sin. And he made a very clear decision. I will follow Jesus. 
I will obey Jesus. I will do what he has asked me to do. And then with tears and brokenness before us, after some time, he came through in victory. And he said, it's done. And he began with loud cries to praise Jesus because he knew now he was back on the right road, that he was back on the road of holiness, that he was utterly given to Jesus. Verse 3, are you ignorant? Are you uneducated? Have you been so deceived by the wickedness of the modern church that as many as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Really, we were buried together with him by means of the baptism into the death that just as Christ was raised out from among dead men by the glory of the Father, so also we may walk around in the newness of life, not in the old way of life anymore that the modern church tells you you can never leave. So God has closed the modern church. And now the question comes, will the church repent? Will pastors repent? Or will Jesus come and spit you out of his mouth as well? Will he come and and vomit you? Now some of you, you're still shacked up with somebody you're not married to. You're still committing adultery, fornication. You're still going to the pornography. You're still allowing yourself to be bitter and angry and hostile to other people. Some of you are filled with jealousy and rage. You know what you're doing that Jesus has called you not to do. He know, you know the changes that need to be made in your life. The question is, Are you going to be spit out of the mouth of Jesus and lost forever in the midst of your false religion where you have a form of godliness but no power? Is that going to be the story of your life? Over here in the book of 1 John, I'll read this for you. Everyone doing the sin also continues the lawlessness. In fact, the sin is lawlessness. And you know that the one was manifested so that he may take away one's sins. Indeed, there is no sin in him. Everyone who continues remaining in him does not keep on sinning. Everyone sinning has not seen him, neither has he known him. Little children, you must not let anyone deceive you. The one continually doing the righteousness is righteous, just as that one is righteous. 
the one continually doing the sin is out of the devil because the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested so that he may destroy the works of the devil. Everyone having been born out of God does not continue to sin. How plain does the English need to be? If you have been born again out of God, you will not continue to walk in sin because his seed continues to remain in him and he is not able to continue sinning because he has been born out of God. Did you notice verse 8? The one continually doing the sin is out of the devil because the devil sins from the beginning. Okay. Jesus has closed the church in America. He has vomited the church out of his mouth. And the buildings are now, for the most part, sitting empty. What are you going to do? Will you repent of your sin? Will you turn from wickedness? Will you turn off the television? Will you turn off the wicked videos? Will you turn away from the the games that you play that are just violent and wicked and foolish? And will you seek the face of Jesus Christ? If there is not a radical change in the behavior of the American church people, he will vomit the church people out of his mouth, not just the institutional church. He will vomit you out of his mouth. Will you repent? Will you stop arguing false theology and listen to what the word actually says? It says that if you continue in your sin, you are out of the devil, not out of Jesus. You can go to church, you can even be the preacher. But if you're walking in sin, you are out of the devil, not out of Jesus. I hope you've heard my heart today. My heart is broken. This message gives me no pleasure. But I think we finally have to say, look, the church is not being persecuted by the government. The church is being dealt with by Almighty God. And we have been vomited out of the church. We've been vomited out of our buildings The buildings are going bankrupt in many cases. God is calling a people to himself. He wants to prepare us for eternity. Will you allow him to do that? Almighty God, I know this is the word you gave me. 
I know the time has come for your people to face the reality of their condition before you, a holy and righteous God. I know we can no longer depend on the institutional church, for it has been closed. Lord, I pray that you will call your people into small fellowships where intense prayer can ascend before your throne, where repentance can take place. Five minutes. Lord, where men and women can turn from the things of darkness to the things of light. Lord, your word is so plain. But we have been so hard of heart in America. We've been so filled with the foolishness of worldly entertainment and worldly music. Lord, you're even offended by what people call praise and worship. It's sentimental. It's empty. It's devoid of meaning. It has nothing to do with the holy God. There's no fear before you in America, Lord. I know that before this is all over, we're going to be in awe of you, Jesus, and we're going to fear you. And we're going to have to deal with our sin. I pray, O oh Lord, you will quickly come and deal with our sin and turn our hearts to righteousness. Lord, thank you. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. I'd love to hear from you. You can write to me at the National Prayer Chapel. Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. During our live chat time, you can post messages to me on the YouTube channel. Or you can go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. And if you are moved by the Holy Spirit, to contribute because this is a ministry of the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Spirit. If he calls you to give, then please act. Click on the upper right-hand corner button and, and donate as the Lord calls you. I know it's time to get right with Jesus. I know it's time to lay our lives down. I know we can't play games any longer with God. The first judgment has come against the church and it has closed us shut us down 
Now, the second judgment is going to come very quickly if we don't repent. I believe God wants to raise up a new church, a church of fire and righteousness, a church that will obey his commands, a church that will lay everything on the line and follow Jesus. He's through with the wicked institutional church of our day. He's finished with it. I love you, my brother, my sister. I'm praying for you. What will you do? God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.